Praise the Lord, everyone. Isn't he good to us? Wow, I think, there you go. It did have an echo, didn't it? Uh, I want to uh, thank everybody, all the, the youth from last week. They did such an amazing job. And I believe that Sam, Pastor Sam, Reverend, Reverend Hughes, uh, did an amazing job as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, so. It was great. That was like the first time in, since ever I actually sat in the, in the middle of the church and just enjoyed myself. Yeah, even got to put my arm around my wife. It was just great. It was, it was a lot of fun. So I appreciate it. And I thank uh, the youth, thank uh, Pastor Sam and everybody for being part. Thank you, church, for the, the amazing uh, basket on pastor appreciation. I know Sam and Caitlin and Nancy and I, uh, we appreciated it. Um, the candy and the chocolate that was in it, it has disappeared. It was just like Enoch. It walked into my house and then it was not. <laughs> For I ate it. Um, I, I want to give an apology, an open apology, to my 10th grade geometry teacher, Mrs. Haley. Yes, I was that child. Uh, yeah, I think I've told you before, but Mrs. Haley only spoke to us on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays because she yelled at us so much on Monday that she could not speak on Tuesday. And when she gained her voice back on Wednesday, she didn't have a voice on Thursday. So we knew it was a three-day-a-week uh, three class. And, uh, and I just want to apologize to her for being that child, and, and I pray that her vocal cords have gotten better. And... Uh, but one of the things that, that Mrs. Haley tried to teach us in, in geometry, if you remember, was uh, a proof. You remember a proof? A proof is, is a, it's, it's a given statement to prove a mathematical concept. You have to try to prove that a mathematical concept is true. And in order for a proof to be proven true, you have to include some steps. And those steps include some reasons and statements, right? You remember that? We just sang the song about the goodness of God. And, and, and if you wanted to have a proof on that God is good, that he blesses his people, you would have to have a statement that, that God has been faithful all the time. And what would your reason be? Well, you could list all the times that God has been faithful to you. Has he ever let you down? He, he doesn't. And so, so that, that same concept of a proof is, is, is found in our own spiritual lives, that, that God can be proven true and faithful and honest and omniscient and all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing. Any attribute of God can be proven true by looking at your own life. I want to talk to you today not just about anything, but about a particular person, about a particular situation. I want to talk to you about Jacob's proof. Jacob. You remember Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. 
Jacob was an interesting person. But before we get there, I want you to think about something in your own life. It could be anything that you're dealing with. It could be uh, maybe a financial issue. Or it could be an emotional issue. It could be something to deal with family, something to deal with job. It could be anything that you are wrestling with in your life right now. Maybe it's something about your own character that you just don't like. You ever see one of those? Oh, I know. They're, they're the hardest to look at, aren't they? But I want you to think of something in your life, not just an issue, but maybe an issue in your own personality, in your own character, that you think, I want to have victory over that. I would like to be set free from this. In the, in the story of Jacob, Jacob had an older brother, Esau. Esau was firstborn. Jacob was second. Therefore, Esau, they were twins, but Esau had the birthright, which meant everything, because it, that's the promises of God were given through that birthright. And, and here's, Jacob wanted the birthright. Esau didn't really care about it. He was indifferent. So Jacob... Uh, is making some stew one day, some pottage one day, and, and Esau comes in from the fields. He's starving to death, and he says, hey, brother, give me some of that pottage. And he said, I'll give it to you if you uh, sell me your birthright. And he says, well, what am I good as my birthright if I'm dead? So he trades him, and he, and he takes the birthright, and Jacob gets what he wants through trickery, through subtlety. He didn't just say, I, I want it, but hey, I'll give this to you. Oh, only if you give me your birthright. So Jacob, his entire life, when you read about Jacob, the Bible says that, that God is with him. In fact, there is an issue, a prevailing issue in Jacob's life that even though that God is with him, Jacob still struggles. Jacob got his way, and moved through life by scheming and, and being devious in all of his work. And it came to a point in Jacob's life when God had to get his attention when he was in a situation that he could not talk his way out of, could not scheme his way out of, and God had put him in this, in this position that he would have to deal with his own personality. You ever find yourself there? Doesn't it, isn't it drive you nuts? You ever been in a situation where, where circumstances in your life come around and, and, and it seems like every time they come around, you're faced with this decision, am I going to confront my fears or am I going to just move on? And sometimes we confront our fears and God brings us victory. Sometimes we move on and God just brings us back around again because we try to ignore those things, but God never does. So we find that Jacob is wrestling with the Lord. Jacob has, has been blessed by the Lord. He, he, he schemes his, his father to get the blessing, 
pretending like he's his brother. He's sent off into another land. He's no longer in the promised land. He goes to his, his wife's, uh, or his uh, mother's brother, Laban, ministers there. And while he is serving his uncle, he, he is deceived and deceives his uncle. His entire life is about deception. His entire life is about, about trying to get an upper hand in everything he does. And yet through all of that time, the Bible says that God was with him. In fact, Romans nine thirteen says, just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Since the time he was a little kid, God was with Jacob. Even though he had a character flaw that he was, uh, was deceptive, God was still with him. And when he fled and he was heading toward the country where, where Laban was, God met him and he saw the, the ladder ascending and descending and, and, and he looks and he makes an, an altar and says, surely this is the house of God. And, and God continues to bless him. But in the story that we're going to read, after being blessed, after having uh, 11 children, or 11 boys, and, and, and one daughter, and, and he's on his way back to the promised land. He's on his way back to the place where he will be able to take that birthright, and God is going to bless him abundantly. On his way there... Esau, his brother that he deceived, is on his way to meet him. And there's no talking his way out of this. There's nothing that he can do to, to appease his brother. So the scripture says that Jacob sent half of his family to one side of the, the creek and his other half to the other side. And this is what the scripture says in Genesis chapter 32 verses 24 through 32. And the scripture says, And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he was, as he wrestled with the man. In other words, it was put out a socket. That would, that would hurt. Let's go on. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Joseph replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome then Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is with God. I, it, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. You say, well, well, what does that story have to do with 
God's blessings and the issues that I, that I want to overcome in my life. Number one, Jacob was struggling with himself. Jacob was struggling to get victory. Jacob was struggling to, to overcome. And the Bible says in the first verse that Jacob was left alone. Do you realize that there are some things when you're dealing with God that you can't do with anybody else? It's just between you and God. When you came to Christ, when you came to Christ and, and you gave your life to him, I'm sure there were other people around. There were many people around when I gave my life to the Lord. And, and, I, and I, I remember making my way to an altar and I was praying and there were people around me praying. But none of them had any influence on me because it was me and God. It was me talking to God. It was God's Spirit speaking to my heart, and it was my heart responding to Him. In anybody that has come to faith in Christ, comes to Him because you get to the place within your own self that you have to make a conscious decision to serve the Lord. There is nobody that can make that decision for you. There is nobody that can say, it's not like when you're a child and you say, we're going to church and they say, I don't want to. And you say, well, tough luck, we're going. And, and you get in the car and you go. If there's nothing like that. When you serve God, it's because you have decided to have that relationship with him. He has called you and you are heeding the call and you cannot send an ambassador. You cannot send anybody else. You and you alone have to struggle with God. You and you alone. Now, I know that many times uh, in our lives we, we, we struggle and we, and we try to, to get other people to help us, but there are some times in life, if there are some changes in our lives or some character changes in our lives that we cannot accomplish on our own, that the only way that you're going to change is like the psalmist said, create in me a right heart and renew a right spirit within me. If you really want to change, if you really want to be transformed on the inside, you have to get alone with God and you have to get serious with him and you have to say, God, I am not leaving I am not moving until you bless me. Jacob, Jacob wrestled with the Lord. Wrestled with God. Now that's, that's not an opponent that I really want. I've, I've watched a lot of wrestling matches and, and uh, used to wrestle when I was younger. But it was just, you know, you knew when somebody was bigger, stronger, and they could take you down. And here's Jacob, and he's wrestling. The Bible says with the man, he's wrestling with God. Can you believe that? Wrestling with God. There are many times in, in situations that we encounter in our own lives that require us to get serious with God. I think the COVID thing, all, all the, well, almost two years now, that's amazing, isn't it? It's changed the way uh, we live. It's changed the way we have done things. And when COVID first came out, everybody thought, oh, two weeks to flatten the curve. And then 
then, then we were flattened. And, and it changed the way we thought about life. There were so many people who started thinking, well, is this the end? Is, is, this, is this it? Is this, you know, and, and they were changing their lives and getting different, uh, a different relationship with God. And they were trying to get serious and they were taking things out of their lives and, and trying to replace and put God back in their life. And, and it seems to me that, that as this begins to clear, there's a tendency to kind of go back to where they were. Are you still wrestling with God? Are you still asking God to give you that victory? Are you still asking God to get you through the situations of life? Are you still asking God to transform your heart? Are you still asking God to help you lay down that habit? Are you still asking God? Are you still wrestling with Him? See, because there are some things in life that require more than a simple prayer. There are some things in our character, in, in, in the very person that we are, that if we want it to change, if we want to see that change, it's more than just a handshake with God. You have to get serious and wrestle with Him. And how, how do you wrestle with God? It's by spending time with Him in prayer. It's by, it's by continually going to Him and saying, God, I, 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 can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I know what Your Word says, and, and I know that You have the power and authority to change me. You have the power and authority to change this circumstance. You have the power and authority to change my situation, and, and I am going to wrestle with You until I get an answer. When the day started breaking, the man the, the, that he was wrestling with, he said, let me go. And Jacob said, I am not letting you go. I am not going to let you go. I am going to stay right here until you bless me. Until I receive from you what I need from you, I am not going to let you go. There are some things that just require a lot of determination. And here's, here's God. He's wrestling with God in, in human form. And, and he said, I'm not going to let you go. And God reaches down and touches his, his leg and, and, and it is dislocated. And, and, and then he begins to say, okay, now let me go. And he says, no, I am not going to let you go. I don't care how much pain I'm in. I don't care how much this hurts. There is something that I need. And there is something that's more important than, this, than what I'm feeling right now. And I know that what I'm enduring right now will be resolved if you just bless me. He wouldn't let go. Determination is like, if you're not going to bless me, then kill me. If you're not going to heal me, take me. What Jacob really understood was the true importance of his circumstances. Jacob understood that he had to have an answer from God. It was only going to come from God. He he was no longer going to rely upon his own devious ways. He was going to have an answer from God. I'm not calling you devious, not calling myself devious. But have you ever, you ever tried to, to do God's work your way? You ever try to live your life your way? <laughs> 
And even when you're praying, you're saying, God, deliver me from this. And the whole time you're praying, in your mind, you're, you're scheming of ways that you can get through it. You ever do that? Am I the only one that does that? I'm the only honest person in this room. That's a, incredible. It, it, it's, hum, it's the human condition that, that we want to work things out and we want to get them. And, and, and sometimes we, in life we can use our own ingenuity and God bless us for having that and, and giving that to us. But there are some things in life, especially when you're dealing with the spiritual man, when you're dealing with, with your own character and, you're try, and you want your character changed, that the only one that can change you is the character changer, which is God. And you have to get beyond saying the, those thoughts. Well, I, I think I can probably appease him. I think I can probably do this. I think I can probably do that. I think I could probably do this. I think this might work. And you have to get to the place and say, God, I don't care what thoughts are going through in my mind. I don't care how many times I think I can achieve it. I want your answer. I want your solution. I want your deliverance. I want your power. I want your glory. And I'm going to hang on to you until you bless me. So I don't know what, the pro, uh, what, what circumstance, we don't have problems, we just have opportunities. I don't know what opportunity that is before you, but I'm speaking to someone and that, that you need to hang on to God until God gives the answer. Even though it may cost you a little discomfort, hang on to God. Look, look what God says to him. He, he's wrestling with him and he says, and he says I'm not going to let go until you bless me. Then God says, okay, what's your name? Why is that important? See, sometimes today we, 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 uh, we name uh, our kids or people are named because of something significant. But most of the time it's because it's popular and we really like it. But during this time, people were named for something about them. You know what Jacob means? Deceiver. Now think look at this. I want you to I want you to really look at this. Why would God say, What's your name? And Jacob says, I'm the deceiver. Here's where I really want to get today. Okay, so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna stab you with a point, then I'm gonna give you a band-aid. When we're wrestling with God about a circumstance, what God really wanted from Jacob was for him to identify his real problem. He said, what is your name? And he could have said, you know, what is, he said, could have said, well, what is your problem? You see, he could have said, oh, Esau is my problem. My brother's coming to get me. That's my problem. But Jacob said, no, I'm a deceiver. What's the real issue here in my life? Even though you have blessed me my entire life, the real issue is that the character within me, I am a deceiver. I'm deceitful and I need you to bless me. 
Until we, as God's people, until we are honest with God and say, God, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. And, and I know what the problem is. The problem is me. Until you can identify the problem, you're never going to have the solution. See, a lot of the things that we face in this life, and they're, re and they're repetitive. And I've said this repeatedly. We go through the same thing over and over and over and over again. And the reason why we go through it over and over and over again is because we've really never identified the real problem. We go through it and, and, and we make an excuse and God blesses us and God's with us like he was with Jacob. But at the same time, we go through it again in maybe another three months, six months, a year. And we keep going through those same battles, those same struggles in our life. And God is looking for us to finally identify the real root of the problem. That it's not the externals. There's something within us that he wants to change, that he wants to transform. But he will not change it or transform it until we identify it. I came to God when I realized, when I identified that I was a sinner. That there was no goodness in me. There was no, uh, there was no virtue in me that, uh, that I could redeem myself. So the problem in many of our lives, and I'm talking to myself so you can just listen in, but the problem that I, that I have is when I get in that situation and the Lord says, what's the real reason? What's the real name? What's the, what's the real motive behind this? It's up to me to be honest and allow the Holy Spirit to shine on that and to acknowledge it in my own life. But look what God does. He said, My, I, I'm a deceiver, God. I'm a deceiver. I got it. And, and, then, and then God says, mm, not anymore. Not anymore, you're not. Your name will no longer be called the deceiver, but Israel, a prince with God, because you have struggled with God and have overcome. He beat God in a wrestling match. Think about that. How did, he, how did he overcome? He identified the problem and said, God, here it is. It's me, but I'm still not going to let go until you bless me. I don't care what you do. I am not letting go. And God blessed him there. When God blessed him, he named the place uh, Peniel which means I have seen God face to face. You see, when we get honest with God, when we get serious with God and we're in his presence and you see him face to face, that's when he will bless you. That's when he will touch you. That's when he will minister to you. And he received his new name, not from man, not from his own self, but from God alone. God changed him. And you say, how, how do you know that God changed him? 
because he walked differently. Hey, you, you have an encounter with God, your life will change. You have a wrestling match with God, and He transforms your heart. You will live differently. You'll walk differently. You'll talk differently. Because the Creator of the heavens and the earth has put a work in you. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. And you say, well, Pastor, why, why would I want to why would I want to wrestle with God? I know I'm saved. I can just endure who I am and my faults and my failures. And, and then when we're transformed, we're going to be like Him. And that's true. That is correct. You don't have to change. Jacob didn't have to wrestle with God, but he was desperate and, and he realized this is what I need. And by the way, he was going to the promised land. And it turned out that he and his brother reconciled and God blessed him. He didn't know about Jacob, but God had already been working on his behalf. But I find it interesting that note in that last verse that said, this is the reason why Israelites do not eat the flesh attached to the, ten the tendon attached to the bone to this day. And you say, what does that mean? It simply means this. That when God changes you, and your walk in life is different, it will affect you, it will affect your family, it will affect your friends, and everybody you contact, are in contact with, they will know, and they will take notice. If you really want to make a difference in life, if you really want to, to be that transforming agent, wrestle with God. Hang on until He blesses you. When He asks what that problem is, identify it. Don't make an excuse. Just let God know this is what the real issue is and allow Him and Him alone to transform you. And when He does, when He does, you will not only be blessed, but you will be a blessing. Jesus was talking once and He said, unless a, a, a grain of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, then it will bring forth much fruit. Speaking of Himself, that, that He must die, shed His blood, so that you and I would have the opportunity to have eternal life through His sacrifice. I was, I was talking to someone recently, and uh, they're really sick, struggling, and they said, Pastor, what did I do? And I said, it's not what you did. It's what He's done. You see, because things in, in, in this life, they happen to us. It's just going to. But we look at what He has done. And because Christ was obedient, we get to walk 
forgiven and free in this life. But there's more to it than just being forgiven. When Thomas said, hey, unless I can see the nail scars in his hand and I can touch the the hole in his side, I am not going to believe that he is risen from the grave. And then Jesus appears and says, ta-da, look at this. And it's amazing what, what Thomas said after that. He said, my Lord and my God. What he was saying is, you're the God of me. You're also the Lord of me. So I know a lot of, a, a lot of people, most of us, uh, want him to be our Savior. And he is our Savior. But there's a difference in him being our Savior and him being our Lord. Being our Savior is receiving what he has freely given us. Being Lord is saying, I surrender all. And being willing to wrestle with him until he blesses you. So I asked you this morning, I'm going to ask those that are going to help us with communion to please come. I asked you earlier to, to think of a situation in your own life that you're dealing with. Maybe it's family, friends, finance. I don't know, but I do know this. If you really want an answer, if you really want that situation to change, you're going to have to wrestle with God. And to wrestle with Him, you're going to have to be honest with Him and you're going to have to have determination and you're going to have to say, God, the real, the real issue is this. And then allow Him to transform you. Would you stand with us?